This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Today's episode is going to be answering a question that I have gotten a lot in the last few weeks, and that is, how do you read so many books, Crystal? Or the question more specifically that I've gotten is, how did you read 15 books in January? And honestly, I never set out to read 15 books in January. In truth, I actually set a goal to read 80 books the entire year of 2020. So I'm way ahead of my goal. But as I thought about it, I realized that there were some tiny tweaks that I made in my life, not really even that intentionally, but it resulted in me having a lot more reading time. So I'm going to share those with you and share what's working for me. And I just want to say though, please no one feel overwhelmed or like you're not good enough or whatever by the fact that I read this many books. I am not saying you need to read 15 books in a month. If you read 15 pages in a month, that's great. And if I inspire you to just read a tiny little bit more, I will be so happy. Okay. Did you read 15 books or did you listen to 14 and read one? I finished 15 books. I would have to look up on Goodreads to tell you for sure how many of them I think think I'm looking right now real time let's see um do, 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 do. one two three four I think four or five I you you read four or five books and you I listened, and listened to nine I listened to four or five books and I read but I finished 15 okay, okay. so it's, don't it, no, no it's don't a great be, 
Don't be giving me a bit. How many did you read? How many um, did you read in January? One? Yeah. Okay. No, it's a great accomplishment. I am not. I feel weird even talking about though, because it was not something that I I don't want to hold myself up. And who knows what the rest of this year is going to look like. There's probably going to be months where I won't read any books. So I don't know. Okay. I want to talk about the book that I brought to talk about this week. And that is, it's called Originals, How Nonconformist Move the World. And it is by Adam Grant. And it's a pretty heady book. It was actually one that I listened to and it's 10 hours long listening to. Of course, I listen on 1.25 or 1.5 speed. So you go through it a little bit faster. So it's only seven hours. I I think I listened to that one on 1.5. So yes. But that's longer. Typically, most of the books I listen to are more in the eight hour or less range. So it's very data driven. And probably it's one of those books that if I was actually trying to read it, Mm -hmm. it would be challenging to slog through. I've actually not seen the book. And so I don't know what it looks like in print, Mm -hmm. but listening to it was very valuable. There were a number of things that I pulled from it. And I just want to talk about three of them. One, I found it fascinating, the research and data that he shared about how large families can impact your the younger siblings to be more creative and original, which was just very interesting. They did a lot of research on a lot of different people who would be considered kind of nonconformist, people who were willing to take a lot of risk mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, and how their what is the word that I'm thinking of? Like, the influences from their older siblings. Well, no, where they where they fall in the the birth order. Birth order, yes, that's what I was looking for. Where they fall in the birth order is just, it's fascinating, you know, and obviously there's people who are going to break the rules and be nonconformist to the data of Mm -hmm. of nonconformist. But that was really interesting coming from a large family. And then he talked about how procrastination can actually be really beneficial and how Mm. people, (laughs) I know, people who procrastinate tend to oftentimes have the most brilliant ideas. So it's a good thing that I'm not reading that book for quite a while. <laughs> you can put off reading I'll, the book I'll, I'll and then you can off. just really be encouraged that you put it off. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was thinking of is how I'm writing my book right now. And I find that I write best in about 20 to 45 minute segments. After that, my brain kind of goes to mush and I need to do something else. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm going to have a longer writing period, which most days I actually only write for 20 to 45 minutes on the book, because that's just the time that I have. But on days where I do have more time, I find that if I go and do something else for a little while and then come back to it, I have so much fresh inspiration. And Mm -hmm. so he talked about that and how sometimes putting off things and waiting until the last minute, instead of trying to have it all perfectly mapped out ahead of time, some of the best speeches and Mm -hmm. some of the best works that we consider in society today and look to were ones that were actually done last minute. So that, that should really encourage a lot of people. And then the final thing that I found to be really helpful, and I've talked about this a lot with my mastermind people and other people that I have just been encouraging with blogging, and that was he talks about the importance of just producing a lot of work. And as someone who is a blogger and a writer and a speaker, 
sometimes we can get stuck in, well, if it's not really great, I shouldn't put it out there. Mm -hmm. But he just encourages you to just show up and put it out there, even if you feel like it's not your best work, because the more ideas that you put out there, the more that there are going to be a few really great gold nuggets that are going to stick. Right. And I just thought that was really encouraging to just show up and give your best that day, even if it's not going to be some home run blog post or some social media post that's going to go viral. Just keep putting out work because he was talking about, you know, the famous composers, the famous poets, the famous authors, a lot of times have a lot of works that we don't know anything about that we never talk about, but they have the one or two or three that they're well known for. But had they not put out the 30, you know, books or the 200 different pieces of art or the composed music or whatever, we wouldn't have probably those right. one to three really well known works of art. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really good. So anyway, that was Originals How Nonconformists Move the World. And that was by. Adam Grant, and I listen to it on the Libby app for free. I wanted to throw in two reader tips that we got this last week. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your responses to the podcast. And a lot of times you will write in and share some additional suggestion or book or resource. And I was like, I should start sharing these on the podcast. So to this week, One, last week we answered a lot of pregnancy questions and I talked about how I love birth stories. Well, Sarah wrote in and she suggested the Birth Hour podcast. I have not listened to it, but she said, if you are a birth story junkie, you will really love this podcast and she listens on iTunes. And then another reader tip came from our episode on how to break up with your phone. And this was from Christy and she suggested the Moment Screen Time Control app. I don't know whether it's free or not and I haven't looked into it again, but she said that actually she'd heard about it from her pastor and her pastor and his wife had been using it and found it to be really helpful. So just two reader tips, not reader tips. (laughs) Did I say reader tips at the beginning too? I'm so used to being a blogger. Two listener suggestions. I think I said reader tips earlier. Anyway, Oh, well, I actually wrote it down on my paper reader tip, but two listener suggestions, maybe they're readers too. But Mm -hmm. if you have a suggestion that you think of after listening to one of our episodes, we'd love for you to write in, send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com and we might feature it on a future episode. Jesse, you said that book wise. Not reading anything yet. Well, actually, Are, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still reading that real estate book, but haven't finished it. So you don't have anything to report. Right. But saving your life this week? What's saving your life this week? <laughs> have you just been waiting to be able to use that crickets? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is what is it called? I don't even know. It's crickets. Yeah. I know, but what is what is it when you play the little sound? Is it just there's nothing crickets yeah. clip or something? Yeah. Okay. Well, and so you've just had a bad week. Nothing's saving your life. Guess so. <laughs> <clears throat> well, actually, I mean, you had mentioned the the new soundboard that we have for the podcast, which is that was a clip from the soundboard that came on the board um, that we recently acquired and uh, was recently sent to us and. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And what is the name of the soundboard? It is a Rode uh, Podcaster Pro. 
And we've noticed a big difference in our audio. If anybody mm-hmm. else has noticed a difference in our audio, it is the result of this soundboard. And also the soundboard has given you a lot of joy to oh, just yes. kind of be able to geek out on. Yes. And I guess then you can throw in some special effects mm-hmm. every now and then yep. when well, you want to. And it makes it a whole lot easier doing processing and uh, just getting this podcast ready to go. And a big thank you. Some of you might not know, but Jesse is the one who does all of the technical stuff for the podcast before we send it off for the final edits. And I could not do the podcast without him setting everything up because it's probably has been real obvious and things that I've shared. Technical stuff is not my forte. You're giving me a really funny. Well, I was trying to come up with some kind of play on words. No, come back about apps, but I was being a little slow. What is saving my life this week is leggings, my spalding leggings. And the reason they're saving my life is because I have literally been wearing them. This is no joke. This is no exaggeration. Every single day. I have three pairs that I rotate, two black, one gray, and that is all I wear. I just do not like the feel of jeans. I don't like the feel of dresses. And so it's leggings. That is what I'm wearing. And I got them off of Amazon and I found that you can dress them up or dress them down. You can wear them with a sweatshirt for kind of, and tennis shoes for a casual look. And then I can wear like leopard flats. And right now I have on kind of a nice tunic top with a cardigan and my leopard flats. And it looks, I think, fairly dressy. I mean, I've worn it to church. I even, we went to a funeral this week and I wore a black shirt with black leggings and nice shoes and a sweater. And yeah, they're I'm ver- loving They're very versatile, especially with you being pregnant. Oh, I should say, yes, that's the reason I'm living in leggings. Although I usually love leggings, but I also typically have a little bit more of a diverse wardrobe. But right now I'm just all about the comfort. So I will put a link to the Spalding leggings that I'm wearing in the show notes. And also I wanted to mention, speaking of leggings, if you love leggings, there is a 21 day leggings challenge from get your pretty on that you can sign up for completely free. And they show you lots of cute ways to be able to dress up and dress down leggings. And so you can't even tell you're wearing leggings. And so if you're interested in that, we'll put the link to that in the show notes. All right, how to read more or how I read 15 books in January. Like I said, this was not something that I ever set out to make happen. It just sort of happened. And a big reason that it happened was because I changed one thing that I do every morning. I've talked about how I read on the treadmill every morning Um, Just as part of my walk, I walk on the treadmill and I read. Jesse's shaking his head at me right now. No, you've always had a a knack of reading in places that usually people don't read at. Yes. Growing up, we lived out in the country and most all of Friday for usually around seven hours on Friday, I helped with the mowing of all of the acres. And so I would ride the riding lawnmower and read a book, which takes some practice, but you could always tell after you were done mowing, whether you were reading or not, because the lines wouldn't be straight. <laughs> I just would go around in a circle and we had, <laughs> there was a lot of flat land because it was Kansas, I should say. And then we had all these trees that, um, we had to water 
multiple times a week because we had just planted them and trees are very expensive if you buy them and you plant them when they're fairly large. So we'd have to water them because it was Kansas and a lot of times it'd be really dry. So I figured out how I could do this rotation of watering the trees and read a book at the same time and had it all mapped out and also get in some exercise. So I've always been one for Mm -hmm. coming up with creative ways to read. So the treadmill every morning, get on and walk. I usually walk, it's somewhere between 25 to 35 minutes. And I spend the last five to seven minutes just praying, praying over my day, praying for you, Jesse, praying for the kids. It's just kind of my thing that I do before I start my day. It's just really praying over all aspects of my day and anything that's just kind of pressing on my heart doing that. But the 20 to 30 minutes before I start the my prayer time, I had been not only reading, but then also I would get on my phone and I would check Instagram and go through my messages because a lot of times I will get three to four to 500 direct messages on Instagram a day. By the way, I'd love for you to follow me on Instagram. If you're not, I'm the money saving mom on Instagram and we have a lot of fun and do a lot of behind the scenes things over there and you never know what I'm going to show up and do in my stories. That didn't sound very good. You never know what's (laughs) going to happen in my stories every day because I don't plan them out ahead of time. And it's just like as real life happens. Anyway, tangents there. So I had been getting on my phone in the mornings. I would read a little while and then I'd get on my phone and I'd go through direct messages. Well, for some reason, I don't even know. It wasn't, it wasn't some intentional, oh, I'm going to be more wise with my phone usage or anything like that. It just started happening that I wanted to read more because I'm writing this book on parenting and I wanted to have time to read more parenting books because I feel like I want to know what's out there. But then also as I'm digging into certain subjects, I want to read from people who are further along in the journey, people who have PhDs, people who are family therapists, all of those things so that I'm getting kind of a really good broad base of ideas for a specific topic that I'm writing on. So I was motivated to want to read more of these books. And so I just started spending all of my treadmill time, except for the end prayer time, reading. So it would be 20 to 30 minutes every day of reading. I got through so many more books just by that simple little change, putting my phone away and reading books. Now, it does mean that I still have a lot of messages that I have to get to at some point, but I've been realizing that I think it's more of a priority for me to be reading books and filling my mind up that with that truth and and just good thought-provoking stuff than to just kind of be mindlessly going through messages. And a lot of times, truth be told, I would also get sucked into kind of the rabbit hole of Instagram where mm-hmm. you, you see something and then you click on something and then pretty soon you're reading about somebody's weight loss journey that you've never met in your life. Mm-hmm. So there's that too. So changing reading on the treadmill instead of being on my phone has allowed me to read more books. Secondly, listening to audiobooks. I stopped listening to audiobooks for a few months in my early pregnancy just because for some reason it was making me sick to my stomach. I know that's weird, but true. Mm, Sure. And so now that I am not having that same level of morning sickness, I've been able to get back into the habit of of not reading audiobooks, listening to audiobooks. 
And I realized that there were lots of little pockets of time during the day when I was driving by myself, when I was cleaning the kitchen, when I'm putting my makeup on in the mornings, things like that, where you're just doing tasks around the house that you're already going to do, that you need to do, that you have to do, that are necessities, but you can turn on audiobook at the same time. And I don't use headphones. I just have my phone because I like to be able to hear if somebody needs me or something. Right. And I'm usually actually not listening when the kids are home, but every once in a while it will be. Um, usually it's after they've gone to school and I'm getting ready or mm-hmm. cleaning the house or whatever. So just doing that. And like I said, I read audiobooks. I keep mm-hmm. saying read audiobooks. You read the titles listen, as, you, as you look at them on your phone. I listen to audiobooks at 1.25 or 1.5 so I can get through them a little faster. And my goal is to listen to an hour and a half a day. So that will be about an hour's worth of time. And just between driving and cooking and cleaning and getting my makeup on those little bits of time, it almost always adds up to an hour. And sometimes there are also some more mindless tasks that I need to do on the computer, such as photo uploading or editing or something where it's just really simple tasks that I can also be using my mind. So I will turn it on then as well. And generally a good audio book narrator or, or the person that's reading the book will be reading at a slower pace. Mm-hmm. So reading it at a time and a half or time and quarter is actually very doable. Mm-hmm. With most things. Although I will say I'm listening to Donald Miller's building a story brand right now. And I tried 1.5 for him and he talks way too fast. So, <laughs> But it's also probably chock full of a lot of really good material though. Right. Yes. And sometimes I will stop it and I'll go back and listen, or I will um, send an email to myself on my phone when there's a really great quote that I want to remember mm-hmm. um, or something that I'm like, Oh, I want to write something about that or want to use that in my book, or I want to share that with someone. So I'll stop it and do that. The third thing that has been helping me to get more reading in is reading to the kids. And this is something that I had fallen off the bandwagon with. And now with having a new baby soon, I just really was feeling this sense of, I want to make family reading more of a priority. Our kids had grown out of read aloud time a lot. And so Mm -hmm. just, they don't enjoy it as much because they read a lot on their own. And so the books that once held great appeal for them, it's just not quite the same because they're older. But I told them that, you know, the baby hasn't gotten to hear all these books. I've read lots and lots of books to you guys. And it's helped you to have a richer education and just a broader view of life. And we've had lots of great conversations. The baby hasn't had any of that. And we want to make sure that the baby gets that experience as well, Mm -hmm. because they will say that the books that we read and the audiobooks they listen to have helped shape their world and also taught them and educated them so much more than a lot of textbooks and things at school. Mm -hmm. So we have been just making that a priority, not every single night, because we usually have activities most nights. Sometimes they go to late. But if we have an activity, say, an out-of-town basketball game that we're driving to on the way home, when we're all driving home together, I will read for 15 or 20 minutes. If we have an extra, some extra time in the evening after dinner and we're home, I'll read for 15 or 20 minutes. And so a lot of times it's only happening a few times a week. But by doing that, we're getting through 40, 50, 60 pages of a book per week. Mm -hmm. And that adds up to, you know, 
probably at least one book per month that mm-hmm. we're getting through. Plus it's just, it's been really nice to just do that and and do that again as a family. And right now we are reading a book about Teddy Roosevelt that Jesse, you read it growing up, right? I think I, think I did. It was a book that really impacted my life as a teenager. It's called Carry a Big Stick, The Uncommon Heroism of Theodore Roosevelt, and it's by George Grant. And so it's really fun when it was a book that I read multiple times as a teenager then to share it with my kids Mm -hmm. and have a different perspective because you've lived a lot of life since reading it. And, but still, I'm still really enjoying it. So, well, and it's fun also to realize two of our kids have already read the book and we didn't know it. Mm -hmm. There's some nostalgia there of Mm -hmm. like just this book that I read as a teen and has a sticker in the front that has like my maiden name and address and all that. So, I've had it for a long time. The fourth strategy that's really helping me with getting more reading in is to track my reading. And so using goodreads.com, it's a free site and app that you can use to just track your reading. So I add books as I start them. I add them there. You can add your progress as you go along. And then once you finish them, and it's just fun to see how many books you read. So I feel like there's just a little bit of motivation with that. And I've also been tracking my reading through setting weekly goals. And I talked about how I was setting weekly goals versus yearly goals this year. And so I've been doing that for reading. And I feel like that's really motivating me because instead of it being like, oh, I want to read 80 books this year. I'm breaking it down into here are the two or three books I want to finish this week. And it just feels a lot more doable and it motivates me to make that time for reading because I want to check that off my goals list. And then I have been sharing on moneysavingmom.com, usually on Wednesday or Thursday, a weekly book review post. So I will just do honest reviews of the books that I read or finished, Jesse, because mm-hmm. some of them are audio in the last week. And I feel like that's helpful for me. And that provides some accountability too, because I know, well, I put it on my list and then, you know, I'm going to have to report back on Mondays when I post my goals, whether I got it done. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to do book reviews. And if I don't have any to review, then, you know, so I just feel like there's that accountability there. And then finally, one thing that has always been really helpful to me is reading multiple books at once. And I know some people can't stand the thought of reading more than one book at a time, but I find it, I think maybe it's an Enneagram 8 thing, but I like to have at least two or three, sometimes four books going at once that are very different types of books. One might be more of an entertainment fiction or biographical type of read. Um, One that is more of a deep, challenging read. Mm -hmm. And then ones that are just kind of encouraging inspirational reads. So I try to have different ones going at once. That way I feel like sometimes you're in the mood for different types of books. So you'll be more apt to pick up a book if you have a few options versus if, you know, if I was just listening to the originals, which is that kind of heady data-driven book, I probably wouldn't have gotten through many books over the course of two weeks, it would have just taken me two weeks to get through that. But because I was listening, but then also reading aloud to the kids and then also reading on the treadmill, I was able to get through more books just because there were more books to choose from. I do usually only listen to one audiobook at a time. I found that that works for me. Mm-hmm. And then in the mornings, kind of my treadmill time, I try to only have two books that I'm reading during that time. And I find that that works well for me because usually one might be a little bit more 
of a challenging book. And so I'm going to want to maybe read 15 pages of it. And then I'm going to want to go to something that's just a little bit lighter. So just breaking it up and having options and variety helps me to get through more books. So that's what has been working for me. It changes with different seasons and I do different things, but I wanted to just share because so many people I'd ask, and hopefully this inspires you in your life for ways that you can make reading more of a priority. And I'd love to hear from you. How do you prioritize reading? How do you find time to read? Send a message to crystal at moneysavingmom.com and who knows, I might read it on the podcast next week. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer in a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different, we love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 